Come on, what do you mean, Rob? Let's video. We're I'm not working this way again, ever. This is absolutely horrible. Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. The oh, cinema, man. the movies, the history, the trivia, the eroticism, the I don't know what the joy, joy, the right. joy of of film, mm-hmm. of new computers and new computers. We got a new computer on the podcast. We're now recording through a brand new Mackey book. We figured out how it works and what was going wrong. That's correct. Yes. We are. We have a new topic for today. Well, by the way, welcome to the Cinema Underground. I am Pat. I am the Owl. We have the Owl, Mark Kitchoid. We have the Jeff, and we have the Andy Man, the Andy mm-hmm. Pants, the Andy Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's over there, and we're talking about science 70s. fiction again from the 1970s. From yes. the 2030s. So we got two picks today. We got mm, Jeff's pick and my pick. Jeff, what's your pick? Invasion of the B-Girls. Invasion of the B-Girls from 1973. Directed by Dennis Sanders. Written by Nicholas Meyer. Starring William Smith, Anita Ford, Victoria Vetri, and others. Try and guess what it's about. Uh, I originally thought this was a... I thought this was like a... A parody of B movies. Uh, this, like no, B-girls. this is one of the B movies that would be right. Like this B is movie, a, like a, a B movie vehicle B movie. There are like m- many levels to this if you want to go deep with it because you know there's it's a B movie, but it's about B girls. Right. So it's like I don't think there's, I don't think there's that many levels. I don't, I don't think that the people who were making this movie had any awareness that that could be a thing that that would be punned upon at any point in time. I don't think they were thinking about much of anything while they wrote this. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, not granted. A lot. I mean, Is virtually it, nobody in this movie went on to be a very successful. Yeah, this was. This didn't go anywhere. This is not what you call a good movie. This is a B cult sci-fi film from the seventies, like the kind you watch when you're a young cult boy. Movie? I, I'm sure there's a cult of people who probably yeah, think there's this people is funny like to this? watch. No, you, you don't understand, Andy. There, there are people who watch things that are bad <laughs> on purpose. And I think we've done that before, like right? Like Science Theater 3000? Exactly. But that's you know? different. That's not different, because the people are watching it so they can make fun of it. Yeah, yeah, that's different, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, it's that's not watching not it. recording it. Well, that's all it is. It's the same... That's what it is. It's the same... Uh, it's the same... Uh, it's the same demographic. Sentiment. Yeah, it's the same idea. I mean, like, Jeff's dad probably has this movie in his Yes, basement. he does. He has a... B-movies. He has a... Uh, actually... A cinema release poster of this movie. Excellent. See, yeah, like uh, yeah, you really so Plan you Nine from Outer Space. This awful movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Okay. Plan Nine from Outer Space. Terrible movie. That's why. That's the only reason we know about it is because it's so horrible. But it's really horrible. That's right. So this is like I know this is kind this of this is on, not this is not this is not level. quite so horrible. That this is like just horrible enough that it that's bad, but it's not horrible enough. You're like, wow, that was great. Right. Right. No. 
I don't know. These movies are for when you're when you when you are young in the '90s and you've you ran don't out have of the internet and you need to see some boobies. That's what these movies are for. That's why they have the boobies in the first place because there's nothing else going for it. Ninety-nine percent of its sales had to do with the nudity involved. So many boobies. So many boobies, and not mm-hmm. all of them good. These no. are some. Nope. These are some subpar these boobies. Are 70s, I'll tell you right now. Seventies boobies. They, they did not put an ad in the paper that said we need perfect boobies for this movie. They just said any boobies will be fine. So to balance that out a little bit, we are also doing a good film, THX eleven thirty eight nineteen seventy one, directed by George Lucas, written by George Lucas. And George Lucas. It says George Lucas twice. Story by George Lucas. Screenplay by George Lucas. I could have swore there was another guy that I wrote down. There's one more credit. Come on, buddy. Francis so, Ford Coppola was... Well, he's involved. He's in the involved. mix. American Zoetrope, buddy. Walter Murch. He was the other writer on this film. And I think they brought him in later. Because it wasn't... Because George Lucas was having some troubles adapting it from its original student film to its current state. And, of course, we watched the director's cut. I believe we all did. Yeah. I watched it, which adds a whole other spectrum uh, yeah. of insanity and joy and cgi right the cgi right. made it uh i was very surprised when i saw that i was like oh, it's supposed to be made in the 70s and right. it's like this looks that pretty modern threw me off yeah but it did look really cool and it was of course really cool and i feel like it was like a very good version of it was like logan's run without the cheese mm. it was almost the same plot right <coughs> yeah not i mean the fact that he's running out of a dystopian uh totalitarian society and like you know so but we're not gonna talk about this movie first no we're gonna talk about invasion of the b-girl first aka graveyard tramps yeah and this is this is jeff's pick so he can introduce introduce it okay so it's basically about a movie that uh it's about a movie uh no it's not about a movie it's It's uh, about a movie right that's right it it almost is if you want to go to that level of it yeah, it could be. It could, could be, be that level of it. About okay. a movie. Yeah, it's a movie about a movie about a girl and his dog. It's about. about it's about seventies movies. A movie about a movie about a girl and her bees. About a movie about a girl and some bees. Yeah, the the bee women. The bee they kill men girls. by having sex with them. They sex them to death mm-hmm. with the bees. With the bee sounds, and yeah. So there's a lot. There's some the like eyes. some odd things here. Like I don't know how important it is that they're bees. First of all. Right, and they're very almost that's not. In, bees that's integral either. to the plot, bro. In what way, though? In what at what point could this? Be, the could eyes. they just be just like girls who sex eyes. for death? The, the eyes, because they have the multiple side. But at one point, is that integral to the plot that they have that they're seeing multiple? Does anybody like bump into a no. wall or something? No, no. <laughs> there is none of that. They're <laughs> they're basically they the like so, they're they more the sunglasses, but not always. Bee eyes. But not always. Sometimes they don't wear. Sometimes the sunglasses. they don't have bee eyes. Sometimes they don't even have bee eyes. It's like what? They're yeah. more like succubi, basically. They're a lot like succubi. So this movie could much be more succubi. The techno succubi suck you off. The tech, the techno I'll suck you down, suck, an eye. suck you up, suck you up, break you down, suck you left, suck you right, suck you all, sucky night. sucky all, <laughs> all, 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 all the night, all the night, sucky sucky long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, go on, Jeff. Oh, Give it to okay. Me. Give it to Anything me, else? baby. About production? Or- <laughs> well, uh, the camera angles were well. Everything about the cinematography was, was basically amazing. terrible. No, it was, it was, a, it was yeah, actually this was not amazing. Good. Um, that's amazing. That's like your opinion. Wait, wait, wait. No. no, no, it's be amazing. It's be amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's 
beyond believe. Beyond. <laughs> but uh, this is supposedly happened in a small town, and that means everybody was fucking. Okay, so small, small town. town USA, everybody fucks in a small town. Right, and there's like weird like government bees. government like bees. They mate like bees, which is weird to say because bees don't mate a whole lot. Like, no, bees they only mate super once. Horny, they only mate like, once. They could have been like the bunny girls or like and something else that likes to f like a bonobo or oh, yeah, dolphins even. The dolphin right. girls. They could have same exact movie. You just have the icky icky dolphin sound. Let's see, you're thinking of Shape of Water again. Shape of Water is a great movie, and that's Sally. That's Sally. What's her Sally, face? Sally Hawkins. Sally. Woo! Right up your alley. You love her a long time. (laughs) Sally, if you're listening to this, I'm in a relationship, so, like, stay away from me. But Mm -hmm. I love you. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. uh, Hit me up. Well, hit me up. Yeah. It's a friend thing. Uh. It's okay. There, there was, was some geodesic domes in there. There were definitely geodesic domes, dude, which is like fucking bees, man. They make those, right? Yeah. That's where we got the idea, no? No, they don't make domes. They make honeycombs. Well, they make honeycombs, right? But they're like... They're they, made they, out they, of at hexagons. At one point, they make a spherical arch, so they know how to do that. Or they're made out of triangles, actually, but you can make them I thought they were hexagrams. 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 Hexagons. Mm-hmm. Are they hexagonal? No, they're uh, oh. usually the faces of geodesic domes are trying. That would be a much better movie. attack of the <laughs> geodesic domes that honors their their ingenuity and their uh, the the way that they structure their society is very efficient. And the so, way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bees. One thing that's genuinely well, I guess there's you know many things that are interesting about bees, but so honey, you know that shit fucking lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they found pretty much. Like it, it? No, like I mean, it just lasts forever. In my house, How it gets forever? all dried out and crusty. You well, can uh, melt it in a pot. And it goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. It's huh. not completely normal. Not completely. I do love honey. Well, it's like lost all its fucking moisture. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen that uh, Jessica I, I, Alba movie, Honey? Uh, oh wait, wait, no, 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 it's no, 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 like real honey. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, honey. Filtered shit. Wow. None of that. No, no, stuff that comes in bears. Like real honey? Yeah. Like straight up just raw honey? Raw dog. Raw honey would just like stay forever. It might like get a little hard. Right. But like, like they found some like a few years ago, they found some honey in some, uh, some, some stored in some like Egyptian site. Like some thousands of years old. It's like, huh. so you just still it's eat still it. edible? Yeah. I thought that honey, honey is at risk for uh, containing botulism is that not that's really yeah that doesn't mean it doesn't last forever i didn't know that you're not supposed to give it to babies or uh, even young children because of the botch really yeah huh. it's not yeah. and it's not pasteurized well i mean is it i don't know something i had a kid and they told me not to give him honey <laughs> really they don't give this kid honey um don't freak out i don't think he needs any do honey. they pasteurize honey I don't think so. No. I think it's just, it is what it is, yo. I think you'd, like, ruin it, probably. Don't ruin that. Yeah, you don't want to ruin it. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah. so honey lasts a long time. That's where we're yep. going with this. It's like the peat moss of the sweet... <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the sweet insect nature? The sweet insect fluids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was reading about it. You know how a honeysuckle is? A flower? A flower, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was reading it saying it's like honey, but you can't eat it. But I've eaten honeysuckle. 
I just because if you pull out the little stem, you get a little, a little drip, drip, drip of sweet sugar on the end, and you drop okay, it on I guess your tongue. And you can do sort that. of like well, I mean, bees guess. will take that and make honey from it. Right. Wait, what? Honeysuckle. So I guess no, drip. yeah, I guess uh, pasteurizing honey is a standard standardized practice. Oh, okay. All right. Makes sense. Mm. Louis Pasteur. Un- un- unlike this movie, there this was movie. nothing. There was nothing really about bees except no, like except yeah. for the glasses. The glasses. Oh, yeah. the nice scenes. Quality, the quality. I was they waiting. watched the uh, they watched the movie about the bees. And they right, did. right. And yeah. um, but they I all w- made a fucking buzzing sound like bees when they fucked and killed somebody. Yeah, and that was odd. Yeah, like they had like some sort of like sex drive of a bee. But, but bees don't have a strong sex drive. Right, they? they mate once. Yeah, they well, mate once. Well, exactly, but they'll they'll mate until they become fertile, is what the... In the air. Is what the movie said? Right. Okay, so um, they mate until they become fertile. So we can imagine that these women are not fertile bee girls. Ooh. Well, that's what, that's what it said at the end of the movie. Well, they just waited till the end of the movie to tell us how it made sense in any way. Like, yeah, by like the, way. the radiation made okay. them infertile. Okay, oh, the radiation oh. made the women infertile. So they had, ah. right, so they had this sex drive, and they cool. kept going after people. Sense. Yeah, what the fuck? I didn't know. Yeah. I forgot. I Me had too. to drink to get through this movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fell asleep a couple times, and, like, it would just keep going on VLC. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'd wake up, and I'd be like, I saw this and then, like, what the fuck is going on? You have your movies on repeat like when you go to sleep. I was, uh, it just, yeah, it just repeats. I was, oh. like, ten minutes to the end once, and then it's I like, get back, and I was, like... It's, like, one of the levels of hell. Wait, how do I have, like... <laughs> is this still going? Is this, like, a six-hour-long movie? Mm-hmm. That is I, I was waiting for unmerciful. the pulpits and the wings and all, mm, yeah, there were all no, sorts of no shit. No wings. These were just women. Just right, or six-armed. They should have been, like, hydra-armed. That would have been cool. Hydra arms. There was a weird laboratory situation they had with the main bee girl who was one of the professors. That was a sweet lab. Mm-hmm. Sweet lab. And she would just go in there and they would sexily rub them in honey and wax or something. Yeah, and then blast well, them with radiation. Blast them while they're blasting them with radiation. And all the other girls just stand by smiling until it's time to rub the rub Super them. radiation so, yeah, and sir, bees. Right. Yeah. Sort of lesbianic undertones a little oh, bit there. A little bit. Undertones. Oh, well, yeah. I, mean, I, I actually, actually, actually happened. Bisexual, crazy bee girls. Overtones. Mm-hmm. Overtones, for sure. Overtones. <laughs> Overtones. Midtones. Window. All the tones. All the tones. Mm-hmm. Front to back. The B tones. Megatones. Megatones. Omnitones. So that. It even sounded sort of like a 70s porn yeah. flick. Yeah. I mean, of course, all the dialogue was bad. Mm-hmm. All the acting was bad. I I have to disagree. Well, please do. That's it? Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's you can have a different perspective on this. Some people, critics maybe, might think that this is not a good movie. Mm-mm. They might be of that opinion. That the acting wasn't very good. I think the story didn't make a lot of sense. It's it's below. It's kind of below criticism. I would agree there. It's uh, (laughs) it's almost not worth our time. If it didn't have boobs in it, it would not have existed. I think that's the sole purpose of this movie. And which reminds me, Nicholas Meyer. I don't remember what he did in the movie, but I think he wrote it. But Russ Meyer, who's who's known for Faster Pussycat and uh, Mud Honey and. all these, these uh, what do you call it, skin flicks of the 1970s, Russ Meyer made these movies. So I'm thinking relationship? Maybe. It's a common name. But well, I, was gonna, I was thinking... I was going to say, maybe the director and like the main actor, like the, <clears throat> the main character, they're the, 
copy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they're just like, let's just make this movie and, like, bang some... Right. Bang some chips. But the thing about Russ Meyer movies is, is they're... the whole purpose. Right. Right. But Russ Meyer movies, they're more... Sec- like, they're sexual to the point where you can... Like, that's the point of the movie. It's And it's funny sex scenes, and there's a lot of sex. They use extra-long fake cocks in all the scenes for some reason. Like, it never shows a real cock. It's always a no. fake, like, 14-inch cock limp. Like, I don't know why Russ Meyer does this, but it's amusing. And so, but they have, there's a quality there. There's like, we know what the movie is. It's a sex movie, and it's about that. This movie's Meyer, like Meyer actually had an uncredited part of rewriting the script to Ooh. The Wrath of Khan. Oh, Russ Meyer? Uh, no, this Meyer. Oh, this Meyer. That is interesting. He was involved in Wrath of Khan. Yeah, okay. Nicholas. Meyer. Any relation to Russ Meyer? Uh, not that I'm seeing so. anywhere. Did not think so. Okay, but yeah, what was better? He was uncredited. Was anyway, so it couldn't have been or the new Wrath of Khan. I haven't seen the new Wrath of Khan. I haven't, you haven't seen, seen that one. I doubt it's. Quality. No, it's good. It was good. It's good. All right. Well, no, no, no. I love the original. No, no. Actually, what's good about it is um, Benedict Cumberpatch. He plays Khan, and good. it's fucking. It's awesome. He always does. That's a good it. Job. That's it, though. It's not a good movie, but he's Benedict. He's good. He's really good. That's what. I thought that was a really striking example of a poor movie with a great actor. You want to see a bad movie like a, with Benedict Cumberpatch? This movie, Atonement. It's this movie that's like structured to be this beautiful period piece and like great actors, very deliberate camera work. But then if you watch it more than once, you realize this is not a good movie. There's just It's just fucking boring. Was he good in it, though? He's always good. Yeah, he plays a just, rapist. It's crazy. Best rapist ever. That's very really? it's, it's kind of rare because you can have a bad movie and it's just like... Even if you have some good acting in it, you're just like, whatever. You kind of like, it yeah. just gets drowned out and you just say it's a bad movie. That, but this is why we all know and love Benedict Cumberpatch because that's how he, that's how he got his start. He was in things that weren't maybe that great, but he was great in them. Hmm. He was re- and he's recognized with his little Chinese kind of slit eyes that are kind of menacing. I like, hmm. I like you that. You ever see Sherlock? Oh, I love Sherlock. Sherlock's great. It's great. Yeah, it's so the first two seasons, yeah. I don't know if there are others, but I remember I've not. four. It was a perfectly modernized adaptation. Yeah, it's great. Everywhere. I've brilliant. not seen that. That's brilliant. Wow. What's his face? The should guy I, from the should office. I watch it? <laughs> you should be watching it. He now. plays Watson, the uh, guy from Martin the UK Freeman. office. He's excellent in it. He's great as Watson. What's Martin Freeman. Yeah, love that, that guy. Love him. Love Bilbo. his weird his little head. Bilbo. Yep, Bilbo, aka Bilbo. Also, did Guillermo del Toro do The Hobbit? <laughs> no, no. Well, Peter Jackson, you would think. Peter but Jackson, I yeah. kept seeing interviews with him about The Hobbit on the internet, and I want to know what the fuck's going well, on there. Maybe he had. I know Peter Jackson. The Hobbit. Was Peter Jackson. Right. Hobbit. That's his, it's his baby. That's what he did. He did all Lord of the Rings. Yes, I know he was new, involved at least in the Hobbit. The, the Hobbit. new shit for Amazon. Do what? No. Do, oh, he's probably not. Didn't he just that, do? But. Wait, who did? There were some people that were involved with Lord of the Rings, or someone that did that. There's this movie about. The city that's on wheels or something that's moving around. Oh, uh, the 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 steampunk movie. I know what oh, you're right. talking about. Yes, that that just came out, didn't it? I don't know what it is. I remember seeing the preview for it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like cool. It sounds like Howl's Moving Castle. Right, or a rip off Mad Max. Or Mad Max, yeah. Mad Max doesn't have a moving city. It has a moving no. vehicle. caravan of thing. weirdos. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. Mad Max, uh, what was the newest Mad Max called again? Fury Road? Had the guy with furry. the, with the that was awesome. furry road. <laughs> that's, 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 someone has to have done that. No, yeah, that's, that's got to be from something. That's pretty awesome. That was good. That, that, that was, Fury Road that was, is pretty good. Fury Road was great, and yeah. the furry road thing was hilarious. Fur, furry <laughs> Road is, is excellent. Mm-hmm. See that. Oh, I, I bet that's it. a it's porn, great. too. It's great. Mad Max, the whole series is excellent. My favorite's Road Warrior. 
Let's just go through this real quick. So we're talking about the seventies. <laughs> Everybody's favorite Mad one? Max. Tell me your favorite second, Mad Max. Road Warrior is the second one. This is two. Yep, that's Mad Max two. Road Warrior. What's your favorite, Andy? What's your favorite Mad Max? Um, best ever. The second one. Yeah. Road Warrior. Yeah. We all agree the Road Warrior is the best. The yeah. Beast tits. Yeah, it's great. What about you, Jeff? You're making all types of faces over there. Okay. Yeah, I really like the most recent one, too. I really like Fury Road, too. That might be my... Well, I think this is my second favorite. might be the first one, just because... It's between those two. It's setting the first one. Up, you know? It was, it was kind of slow, right? Yeah, first one's... It was good, though. It, was a, it, it was, did all the world building. It, yeah. Yeah. It set up the parameters of what would become a great franchise. And, mm-hmm. of course, Beyond Thundertone with Tina Turner, Master Blaster. You can't... Yeah, it's pretty great. You gotta... You gotta... You, gotta, you just gotta... There's great imagery in that, but... You know, not so much in this movie though. Really no, nope. not an invasion of the B girls. No, nope, there was no concise imagery they had this whatsoever. Doc footage intro. Yeah, this movie <laughs> fucking sucks. <Yeah. laughs> well, I think. Well, when we said it's beyond criticism. I think it's it's beyond the point where we even need to say it. Mm-hmm. This is a bad movie. We mm-hmm. know that. This is not a goddamn. I had to pick it though. This is one of my childhood thing. flicks. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a movie I would have watched as a teenager for sure. You know, it's got boobs in it. Why not? But let's talk a little bit about the scenes in this movie, okay? No. So you have the grainy stock footage in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Excellent. They, they didn't record any of that themselves. They just pulled out a bunch of stock footage and slammed it Fucking together. Fucking genius. Brilliant, naturally. They cut out areas where there were tra- car chases because they couldn't afford cars most Brilliant. of the time. They, okay. were, they were like two, Brilliant. one in the beginning and one at the end where they were like chasing, it's supposed to be chasing people down or chasing people to a, the laboratory. Oh, okay. So there were supposed chasing to be car chases up. and they were, they were not, not shot. <laughs> right. Okay. There was that. There was the, the first sex scene. When they were chasing. the first sex scene was just two nude people rolling down a hill. <laughs> that yep. was great. And that was nice. Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> just buzzing. Oh man, what was buzzing in black context? They had some great lines before they started rolling. I, ah, I not for the life of me remember what was said. Right. What that? And the, the town hall was. meeting was more like a, a just fifth oh, grade yeah. sex ed class. Fucking yeah. bike naked and rough. they roll down the hill. Dead. Yep. There were Princess Leia hairdos, which was before Princess that, Leia was right. a thing. Where? The, the double bun on the, uh, the double on the, bun on the uh, the reserved okay. um, TA or whatever mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. of the one of one of the first doctors who got yeah, the first doctor who got killed. We didn't see how it happened. But right, we did see the body. They did habeas corpus. So there's that. There's also the scene at the party with all the professors sitting around and their little conversation. That was a drag to watch. Mm-hmm. That was some bad dialogue. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that wasn't was your favorite scene. Mm, no. What was your favorite scene, Pat? Oh, the the lab. The lab. That's the mm-hmm. best scene in the movie. The laboratory mm-hmm. and the rubbing of the wax, just because it's so inexplicable. It's just like, what the right. fuck is happening? Right. It's, it's like, like how did? Sort of. Why do yeah. they have to douse them in wax first? Because they're bee are they, girls. Are they making? <laughs> but are they <laughs> making clones? It's logical. Like, why do they they're bee girls. Because if we don't B-wax. douse them in wax. <laughs> Come on. They will not be... They'll just be radiation it's girls. Ge- it's obviously yeah. genetically modified. Exactly. The wax them. makes them bees. They man. put the bee genes on them, and then they, they, they douse them in radiation, and then they become bee girls. Mm-hmm. And then they go out and make sweeter love. The whole thing is, why do they have to make love until the other person dies? Why is that necessary? That's not... That's like a praying mantis. Right. The invasion of the praying mantis girls. Girls. That would make that, sense. That would make it actually it's, a lot that'd more That would be a better movie because be... they could decapitate them and they could have these long scenes where they, they're, the they're like nibbling. Things come out and they nibble their heads off and they mm-hmm. chop them off, saw the neck with the teeth. That would have been a better movie. 
Mm-hmm. This is mainly like how... And how, they could fly... Well, they could, should be able to fly in this movie, yeah. too, but they can't. I think there's an argument for having film school classes that are just like, how to make a good movie on based on watching bad movies. I think mm-hmm. this would be a great example of that. We could watch it and we could say what not to do in film. Everything that it does. Everything that was mm-hmm. said or done or written. And just all... I mean, just so much promise. I feel like there could be a good movie about B-girls. <laughs> or eat, well, or anything. Just girls killing dudes with sex. That's a good premise. Mm-hmm. With you can go anywhere with it. Doesn't even happen. Well, have teeth was a thing. Teeth was a thing. That was a good flick. Mm-hmm. She's biting off wee wees all left and right. Mm-hmm. Vagina dentata. Mm-hmm. You ever see Under the Skin? Oh, I love Under the Skin. It's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great film. Also, the director did uh, another movie with a uh, you know Gandhi. Fucking Gandhi's in it. No. Guy who played Gandhi. I don't know that. Well, maybe not. Hold on. It's coming. It's there. He was in Schindler's List. Bruce Willis? Frankie Muniz. Frankie <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> Frankie Muniz was in there. I think Ben Kingsley is what I'm talking about. But Sexy Beast is a good movie. Under the Skin is a good movie. Bruce Willis is a good actor. Bruce Willis is... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that Bruce Willis is a good, good actor. I don't know. There you don't could, like him in Pulp Fiction? I know, I do. I like him in Pulp Fiction. Then he's a good actor. That's not how that works. <laughs> One must look at a career to determine the good actoriness. And also, he always plays the same exact character. He's never been anything other than just like a grumpy, middle-aged tough guy. When has he ever played anything else? I think he's been in some like comedies. Like, like well, com- yeah, like, but he was, in, he was in Look Who's Talking. Time. He played a baby. No, he was... What's the... What's the one with all the... Oh, God, what's that one called? Kiwi Herman's in it, and like all the bad guys are named after chocolate bars. Oh, um, sexy! What? What? I don't this? know. This is what? This is something. This sounds like a good movie. It is good. And it's got the it's, the Willis in there. Yeah, and Wee Herman's all like, "I'm sorry, I took the money." Oh, Nice Dreams, the Cheech and Chong yeah. movie. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, I took the money. That's from Nice Dreams, the Cheech and Chong movie, dude. Yeah. Bruce Willis was not in that. No. What are you talking? about? All right. This is getting crazy, Time to man. scope out the Bruce Willis filmography. Okay. So there was also I'm horrible gonna... lighting in Invasion of the B-Girls. The lighting mm-hmm. was very dark all the yeah. time. You couldn't see Actually, what was happening. They didn't have I think that was the best thing. Think. As it came back through, like it lightened up for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, what oh. in the fuck? Huh. Yeah, like, that's true. It was very well lighted during the laboratory scene with oh, the yeah. frying. That's really just endless fluorescent beams mm-hmm. of light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why was the college research they were doing confidential? You can't. I don't think you can do that. Was this a college? I don't remember. I'm not even sure. What was no, it. I'm pretty sure you can't do that if you're like working with like. It did involve there. a whole bunch of government employees, right? So there was the that. one guy was like from the Hudson Hawk, FBI. The fuck is that? Or something? That's the movie Hudson Hawk. Let's no, no, I'm curious of this Hudson Hawk movie, and you're saying it's got Pee Wee Herman doing the bit from Nice Dreams in it. Hudson Hawk. Okay, oh, 1991, I see Bruce. This looks like a good movie. This looks like something I would enjoy. It's a young Bruce Willis. He was so stocky back then. So cute. Love this flat top. 12 monkeys. Oh, right, yeah, there you go. See, now, mm-hmm. that was that was good good acting on, on Brad Bruce Willis. That was a great movie. That was mm-hmm. a great movie. He's been, I think he's been in... Quite a few good movies. Yeah. I just can't well, think of well, the movies. Are you saying if he's, he if he's a character. good actor, he, he, plays he, he seems character. to play the same character. I, he's a good actor. Yeah, 
But uh, so you got twelve monkeys. Pulp Fiction. Look who's talking to. Um, this Howard Hawk movie or whatever. Or Hudson. Hudson Hawk. That's I can't really think of any you other got, great movies. That's, Die Hard. That's, that's Die like Hard's a, a great movie. That's like a comedy. Die Hard's Die excellent. Hard. It's, it's like I mean, it's one of those movies. You got, that it paved the way for hundreds of thousands of horrible movies to happen, but yeah. it was the first of the so, blockbusters, and it was good. Yeah, Big action so blockbusters. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Oh, Fifth Element is a Fifth great Element, movie. though. I liked it. I like it. I love Fifth Element. It just always struck me in this movie that it could have been so much better. Like, there was just something cheesy about it that didn't need to be there. Chris, like Chris Rock. Uh, you mean uh, no, there's a the piece. other guy. That wasn't Rush Chris Hour. Rock? No, it wasn't Chris Rock. Was oh, uh, not Hour. Dan. No. It from a guy from Smokey from Friday. Tucker. Something Tucker. Tucker. Chris Tucker. Chris yeah. Tucker. There you go. It was very Mobius. Why do I always get those I mean, two confused. It was based confused. on Mobius comic books as well as another French comic book guy. The name escapes me at the moment, but it's based off of their work. And it looks it's an amazing looking film. It's fun. It's cool. Movie. It's Fifth Element. <coughs> so he does get tapped to do these sci-fi movies. Black Mamba. What are you talking about? Black Mamba. What the fuck is Black Mamba? Is it the one with? You mean? Well, I can think Kill Bill. The main character was Black Mamba. Oh, wait, was wait. he in that? No, I'm thinking of the. Wait, what's the one with um, Christina Ricci? Black Snake Moan. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, Bruce Willis wasn't, wasn't in that. that. Oh, right. That was Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Not even you know, the race correct. I mean, they're in like so many <laughs> movies together. They are, yeah. Wait, name another one other than Pulp Fiction. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Okay, good. Probably Glass now, which I haven't seen. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could name like five more. Do it. If I look down. Do here. it. Don't look online. I don't. I can't. Not my. I've thought my. I've top my head. You know that they exist. I'm, I think they exist. You know they've been in tons of. I know movies. Pulp Fiction is a thing. I know Unbreakable is a thing. Other than that, nothing comes to mind. So the Asian-inspired music in B-Girls. Yeah. Is that a thing? It was a thing. Unicorn, a little bit, yeah. Unicorn Sex Dungeon? Oh, yeah. I made a note about it. If only they could have predicted, like, the E-STEM mm-hmm. stuff in that sex room, you know, right. they would have put that shit to, to shame real quick. Wait, what? Like, all the electronic stimulation stuff uh-huh. as opposed to, you know, I was just reminiscing on how crazy it gets in, like, mm-hmm. 30 years. Right. Okay, so you have these, all the cigarette burns in the movie, they were oddly shaped. Like when they change reels up in the corner of the screen, they have these bullseye cigarette burns. Oh, I didn't notice burns. those. Huh. So usually they're very, like, unremarkable or just, they're just little circles. But these were, like, little circles with a little bullseye in the middle. <laughs> Which is a weird choice because you don't really want to draw attention to the cigarette burns. It seems like they were just searching for other bad choices they could make post-production. Is, wasn't film super okay. flammable at this time? Oh, yes. Films got destroyed all the time. I mean, this one, I mean, no one's bothering to remaster this movie. Like, right. That's not going to happen. So, according to Google, they've been in five movies together. <laughs> exactly five. So not Good five call. more. So you can name three more, then. So, Loaded Weapon, Unbreakable, Pulp Fiction, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and Glass. Wait, was Loaded Weapon... Oh, yeah, Die Hard with the Vengeance. That was a great Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I, totally, I forgot about that. was that an one. awesome movie. Oh, yeah. Remember the beginning, the sign he was wearing, and he goes into the... He, he, he wears a sign that says, I hate N-words, and he goes to the to uh, to a neighborhood with a lot of black oh. folks, and he's mm. standing there. It's Bruce Willis, and Samuel Jackson is, is being a gentleman. And first, after he tells his kids not to trust Whitey, like, he... It, it, it presumes that he does this every morning before they go to school. He says, remember, don't trust Whitey. He sees Bruce Willis standing out with a sign and tries to get him to come inside, and they realize he's, 
he's uh he's undercover but why this why that level of undercover was usually you want to blend <laughs> in but i don't remember the details but it was a good movie for sure you know what die hard 2 is i don't who's no like regular standing out. he's like you need to blend in he's like i got it <laughs> don't worry about it i've got a sign for every job but yeah die hard 2 wasn't very good as i remember die harder you guys seen this I don't remember all those movies. I don't. They sort of blend together. I I remember one and three very distinctly, and nothing about two. I just remember not thinking it was very good. It's like Indiana Jones. Which was the second Indiana Jones? Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. I like Temple of Doom, but wasn't as good. It's not nearly as good. Not nearly as Lost Ark. No, but there's only three movies. But it does have data. It does have the No Time for Love, Doctor Jones bit. Huh? No Time for Love, Doctor Jones. We got company. Oh, data when he's driving with his little wooden things on his feet. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not called Data, but mm-hmm. I don't know what his name was. And Data, Short Round, Short Boy, Little Asian Boy, Short Round. Was his name Short Round? Well, he called him Short Round. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like so there is the inexplicable shot. educational video. Those kind of weird. A lot of these movies just like if they want these exposition, they'll just if it's a science fiction movie in the seventies, they'll just bring in oh, no, one of those videos. They'll just reel in the. the it is kind of. It's a movie about a movie. It's like we need to explain mm-hmm. this, and we don't know how to write. How do we do it? Like, oh, we'll just we'll just make a little educational video. So there's a nonsense, sciencey speak. I think most of the things they're saying right. don't make any sense. No. Okay. So there's though they instead in the subtitles, somebody subtitled the first half of the movie, and somebody else subtitled the second half. <laughs> you, you watched it with subtitles? No, I, I, yeah, I must have. I did. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Anyway, so for the first half of the movie, they correctly say whirring. The science noise is whirring. It's not whirling. Oh, and whirling. Yeah, through the second half, it was oh. whirling. And then they inexplicably just changed somebody's name. Like, they misheard it or something. And they were like just like trying to bust it out in two hours. Yeah. Like, it's an hour and a half movie. I have two hours to do this. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it was this. Edgar, not Agar. So Edgar's name became, or Agar became Edgar, or vice versa. No, that's what it was, because his name is Agar. His right. last name's Agar, and then the first name calling him Edgar. Okay, so, so that's, I thought they just, he just not mis- Edgar, misspelled Agar. it. Oh, yeah, okay. they, mis- they misspelled it. Okay, invasion Later is on. misleading, because they're terrestrial. None of this comes from space. Right. They didn't invade, <laughs> nobody left town. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could have invaded another country. But they, they did. Another city. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that doc, maybe that doctor invaded, you know, the, the hospital. Maybe he was from like, Operation Paperclip. He might have been from Operation Paperclip. Maybe the invasion is referring to their invading, like, these, uh... B-girls' vaginas? The, well, the B-girls are invading well, the the genitals of the, their victims. Well, more like their victims are invading the genitals of yep. the B-girls. Either way, sure. Well, just saying. I guess it works both ways. Kind of does. It does. But it's, you know... Definitely works. If you want to use a, uh, a simile, <coughs> the immigration would be up, um, the penis would be immigrating mm-hmm. to the interior. Yeah, but the B girls are the the ones who are like aggressive. Well, yeah, but they're still they're still going inside. Though. They're invading. Well, yeah, the physically they are being invaded, but <laughs> with their then vaginas. The phys- but then, but then they're, well, they're, they're, inva- they're invading their. It's not space. an invasion if it's willing. But also, how are they killing... Everyone, there's no non-consensual sex that I remember this movie, except the nope. attempted rape right. in the parking lot with the hilarious fight scene that ensued after. Yeah, oh, I like the weird. fight scene. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying, if you always oh, rape, my all these B-movies, it's a good choice, all these good movies, these nice and good movies, all these B-movies, the opposite of good. Good movie. They have these rape scenes, and the first thing they do is they tear the woman's shirt open, invariably. 
You might just not even see it, get but an they extra do do it. Shot. Just, just throw that in there every time. They do do it. I remember specifically they Toxic do. Avenger Part 2. They do do. Who's seen this? The one where he goes to Japan? Nope. Yeah, Toxic probably. Avenger Part 2? I don't know. Yeah, he goes to Japan. must have at some point. Maybe. But I don't remember. Yeah. They had, a, they had a, another rape scene. It was Does very much do? like this one. Was it good? It's Toxic Avenger, so it's good in its own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. It's a different type of good with a whole different type of set of standards. Like this movie. Like this movie. It has. I don't. Well, that's the different yeah, thing. Toxic. Standards a little that's bit. This movie's kind of great. No, but that's the thing. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger <laughs> is purposefully bad. It has its own set of standards. This movie does not have a set of standards. Nobody walked in and said, "Today we're making a bad movie." They just said, "Today I need to write a movie, I'm and I have three movie. hours to write it in." That's what happened. Three hours to write and shoot. And subtitle it. Let's well, go. they had three and hours to write it, it, and then they had three hours to shoot it, and then I that just... left no time for costumes or no. Real they could have done this all at the same time if they like just wrote oh, it as have. they were as they were doing it as they were doing it. Wouldn't be a it's surprise like, at all. It, let's film it. And then someone's writing while they're filming that scene, and they just like yeah move up to the next block, and then they film what they just wrote, and then they write the next one as they're filming it. It's yeah, they just write it all on like big cards. And mm-hmm. hold, and hold them, that would explain a lot. That's sort of like the approach to uh, engineering in the construction what industry What about right the now. attempted rape of the police officer by the... Oh, woman? yeah. He would not get busy. M- Mr. Mustache. He, he couldn't. Was, he, he wasn't wouldn't. having it. You think you guys think he might have had like an issue? Maybe, I mean, he was wearing maybe, a mustache maybe in the seventies. He might have been. He might have been of, you know, not of, of that the persuasion, persuasion of the other persuasion. Mm-hmm. I was thinking he might have had the thing that uh, Louis the whatevereth from France had, where he couldn't syphilis. He, he got to know when he would get a bone. Like when he married Marie Antoinette, they couldn't have sex at first because when he would get a bone, it would really hurt until he got a surgery done. So everyone thought he was gay because he wouldn't have sex with Marie Antoinette. But then they were like, "No, it's just his pee-pee is just it, no work. So we'll fix that," and they did. Huh. Maybe. Could have been think of that. Things to think about. Yeah. Just, you know, any way, anything to distract from watching the movie was welcomed. But the only, well, I think the most standout thing in this movie was the hair, was the Princess Leia hair. Mm-hmm. And Before it's time. Maybe the, maybe the lab scenes. Other than that, I have no idea. I'm tired of this movie. Well, I think what we were all tired of it before we even started talking about it. Mm. Like, that's uh, it goes without saying. Well, I was tired I of fun. it when I watched it. I had fun. I enjoyed watching it mm-hmm. because it was bad and there were boobs and uh, I'm not, I, I, I figured uh, nostalgia I figured... for a simpler time. Yeah, where movies didn't have to be good. No, I hated watching this movie. I mean, I enjoyed making fun of it. Und- understood. I hated this movie. Understood. I There's figured, no I figured the tits would be the that. only thing that would keep you guys willing to watch this. But they weren't particularly good tits, no. or even okay. They were just there, most of the time. Yeah. This was this was like the the B team, B team girls like the this was like the like this Teen was, Titans. They, they got these girls from Hustler, like probably. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is probably pretty mm-hmm. good compared to this movie. Teen Titans is a terrible show. Do you think it's better than this movie? No. I think they're, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're about the same amount of thought goes into both. Nice. I do not like the new Teen Titans Go. What Gargoyles? Remember that show? I love yeah, Gargoyles. I like that it's great. show. It's so sweet. Got Brooklyn and I've been, you Bronx know, and Lexington. Lexington, dude. Yeah, that great. show's great. Oh, absolutely. And it was, and the animation was the just animation like the was Batman pretty animated crisp. Yeah, it was ba- pretty Batman crisp animation. animation. And it had, um, it had uh, uh, fucking Commander Riker. Mm, who? Was he the antagonist? 
He was the rich who's guy. The, who's with the, the big goatee? evil dude with that crazy well, city palace yeah, thing that's on what, a that's, skyscraper? That's what I'm talking about, motherfucker. Okay, so now we're talking about THX 1138 by definitely George the, Lucas. Definitely the lesser good of the two. Yes, this is not as good as Invasion of the Bee Girls, but it's all right. So it was made in 1971. It stars Robert Duvall as THX, Maggie McCormick as Le, and Donald Pleasance of Halloween fame Porn. as Sen. It was developed from the Lucas's student film Electric Labyrinth THX 1138 4EB. S-E-N? Yeah. Mm-hmm. S-E-N. Sen. It was made this while attending USC's School of Cinematic Arts. The 71 production, titled simply THX 1138, was to be the first in a seven-feature slate with Warner Brothers and Francis Ford Coppola's American Zoetrope, but it never came to fruition. This is the only one we got. And some of Sen's dialogue was taken directly from speeches made by Richard Milhouse Nixon. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Yep. And Wait, what? So the, some of some of Sen's some of the things Sen says in the film, which is Donald Pleasant's characters, were directly lift, were direct, directly lifted from uh, Nixon's speeches. Mm. So yeah, Lucas wrote the initial script. It was based on his original film, of course. Both he and Coppola agreed it needed work, and Walter Murch was brought in to assist in the writing of an improved script. The script required almost the entire cast to shave their heads, either completely bald or with a buzz cut. And as a publicity stunt, several actors were filming having their first haircuts and shaves at unusual venues, with the results used in a promotion promotional featurette titled Bald, The Making of THX 1138. Filming began in on December 22nd. Of 1969, principal photography was scheduled to take 35 to 40 days, and it wrapped in November of 1969. Most so, of, oh, sorry, go ahead. So it was behind schedule then. It sounds like it was behind schedule, which is a rarity, right? Yeah, that never happens. Mm-hmm. With anything. Never. Most of the locations for the film were in San Francisco area, including the unfinished tunnels of the Bay Area Rapid Transit subway system. So that was the BART system they mm-hmm. used for the... Uh, for all those underground tunnel scenes. So that is the Marin County Civic Center in San Rafael, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. That makes sense, because you know, if you don't know, have Frank Lloyd Wright's style of, uh, style of architecture. So, wait, oops, oh, the cars that they used. The cars were using... Very nice. Yes, they were uh, two, uh, two Lola T70 Mark III race cars. Yeah. Okay, so the film was released on March 11, 1971. It was a commercial flop, but eventually gained cult status, especially in the wake of Lucas's mega-hit Star Wars, making 945000 in rentals for Warner Brothers. So made a lot in rentals. I think it made next to nothing um, its original release, as far as I know. The box office. When I first heard the title of this film i was like oh it's that sound company thx right yeah and uh apparently 15 years or not 15 but uh 12 years later thx was founded by uh george lucas and tom tomlin hallman okay well that makes sense I, and think uh, about that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i remember when they re-released the star wars movies those are the first things i noticed that were in thx like dolby surround sound at the mm-hmm. theater 2.4 million in the box office 2.4 I mean, million yeah 
Not bad. I don't remember how much it cost to make it, though. 777,777. Dollars? Is what Wikipedia says. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so they made some money. Not bad. Not bad for this. I mean, at this time, it wasn't these... I mean, George Lucas and... George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola were not huge at this time, I don't think. I don't know what they... I don't know what Ford Coppola had yet to make Godfather and what would make him famous, so... It's probably pretty good, granted their status at the time. And I, I mean, I think George Lucas would he would go on to make like American Graffiti, which is weird because that's not really a sci-fi movie at all. And then he goes on to make Star Wars, obviously. So something interesting about the names of the characters were each have an assigned meaning. THX means sex for some reason. I'm not exactly sure how that. Sex. 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 If you have like a speech impediment, it's like sex. Well, that's what uh, what's your, that, uh, that's what what's your name calls. Calls THX is Thax. Thax, right? Thax. Mm-hmm. Sounds. It's almost as yeah. if she was saying it with an impediment. Right. Thax. I want to have Thax with you. La meaning love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Sen meaning sin. So Donald Pleasant's character was sin, which yeah, sure, why not? Okay. So the image used for oh or for God Om or Om zero 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 is Hans Memling's Christ giving his blessing created in. 1478. Really? Yeah. That's, so that was the, uh, when they well, go in the sort of looked like a shea, almost like a shea picture is what they sort of mm. worshipped. <sighs> it, like, it looked like Che Guevara. Yeah. You know, yeah, a little yeah, bit. It's very commercial looking God or Jesus picture in these booths where they go do confessions and very unhelpful Hello. F- priest things come over the, th- or <laughs> robotic priest voices come over and basically don't tell you anything. Which is not that different from now. Like, no. If you go to confession, it's like, oh, okay, thank you, and go pray now. That's all. Thank you, come again. That's about it. I mean, your priests never go like, oh, well, if you want to stop murdering people, you know what you could do? Like, It's none of that. So, it's, uh, Patton came out uh, in 1970, mm-hmm. and Coppola was a writer on that. What's that? Coppola was a writer in that. He didn't direct it, but he was a writer. On, I'm sorry, on what? Though? Patton. Patton. Oh, the film Patton. Right, okay. that came out the nice. year before. Who's that actor, I mean, the main actor, the guy who plays Patton? He's uh-huh. in a lot of stuff. He's in uh, Doctor Strangelove. And yeah. He's a good actor. I just don't remember his name. I would like to know that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. That won, that won an Oscar. Pat, okay, so wait, so... So he won the Francis Oscar. Francis Ford Coppola that. didn't direct Patton? No. No? That Kubrick? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Kubrick. It was a um, Patton movie. Let's see. Frank J. Schaffner. No idea who that is. <laughs> but I'm just trying to figure out what the fucking actor's name is. Where? George C. Scott. That's who it is. Okay. Yeah, he's great. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, so there's like this okay. '50s like Buck Rogers intro, like futurism and things like that. So you get that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then when you get where they actually live, it's just a white hospital-like. The exact opposite of what Buck Rogers was supposed to be. Right, right, yeah. Is Paris Burning co-written with Gore Vidal? Wait, what is that? Is oh, Paris Burning. Gore Vidal, yeah. Okay, what is what is that? Uh, it's a movie co-written. By Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah. And Gore Vidal? Yeah, in nice. 1966. Okay. So, oh, another thing, this movie was, was also that. edited by Lucas, uh, THX 1138. 
An American Zoetrope. Okay, Robert Duvall. Yep. Okay. Credits. Oh, the credits were at the beginning. As like yeah, yeah, with scrolling text. Yeah. And Lucas was texting the waters with the scrolling text there. That's pretty cool. It was like a yeah, just like you'd... except it was opposite. Right. And there's an interesting story with that because apparently George Lucas was explaining this to all his uh, cinema brat buddies, like explaining Star Wars, not this film, and he was like trying to explain like all the different people and worlds and all that and Francis Coppola was listening to him he was like I have no idea what this what the fuck are you talking about he's like this is ridiculous no one's gonna know what that is so but it was Francis Coppola who was like wait a minute how about if in the beginning of the movie you just scroll through like just a, a synopsis give us just where we are and why we're there so and Lucas was like oh okay that's probably a good idea and he did it and it's now like I mean it's been parodied millions of times it's yeah it's just, I don't know, it's just a cool way to... Wait, what do you mean it was opposite? It wasn't opposite. No, it's the text scrolled down instead of up. Instead of up, as in Star Wars. No, the text did scroll up. Mm-mm. Did it? In THX? Oh, THX, no way. It yeah, scrolled you're right. down. You're right, it did scroll down. There was a lot of... Wait, one second. So it was written... Okay, but yeah. Beyond the Black Rainbow. This movie reminded me a lot of Beyond the Black Rainbow. In yeah. fact, he must have... Or, um, what's, what's the director of Black Rainbow again? Mandy. Mandy. What's the guy's name again? Uh, Mandy. Uh, no, pop, not Papa. Pa- Panos Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Yeah. Cosmos. He must have mm-hmm. seen, he must have at least been referencing THX 1138 while making Beyond the Black Rainbow. Nothing, I mean, because it's well, so Well, there's a lot of, of nods to this movie throughout yeah. all of it. And just the way the, the, the antagonist in. Beyond the Black Rainbow looks looks like it's a nod to this movie. There's there's two different samples in the Nine Inch Nails album, The Downward Spiral, that directly two. There's the little midget guy blowing on his hand, which is uh, a racer. The midget blowing on his hand. The 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 little the the dwarf man when they're in containment with everybody. Oh yeah, I didn't hear him making any sound. When he was blown into his hand, mm-hmm. that's a sample. And then okay. also when the guy is beating the dude, that's at the very start of uh, the album, and the song is Mr. Yeah. Self-Destruct. Yeah, which is cool. Nice. That's cool. Okay, so yeah, so also... Outer Limits was another thing that this movie mm-hmm. made me think of. Just just in general. I don't know. I think I'm like vaguely remembering that that he watched Outer Limits, but I, but I, I don't know. I can't verify that. But it did remind me of it. And the leather was this the leather oh the oh the the, the, le- the leather cop the robot cop the authoritarian he was like the thing from exactly the same thing from Beyond the Black Rainbow mm-hmm. the co- the cosmon cosma Co- cosmon not no, the cosmonauts no they're the something knots yes yeah, it's not psychonaut Beyond the Black Rainbow Beyond the Black Rainbow but it also sort of reminded me of RoboCop too right okay yeah I mean they were all yeah yeah and they were robots yeah. Robots. Well, robo, but they're but the but their function. Dread. They're f- that's very similar to. The function of the robot is like the same. It's like this, just like totalitarian, like beat down machine, just like mm-hmm. fuck you mm-hmm. and don't think, no free will, all that. Mm-hmm. So no sex, criminal drug evasion, illegal sex, yeah. So sex is illegal in this dystopia, right? Mm-hmm. They give them drugs. They give them drugs so they like, don't even want. So they don't even want to have sex, which is like reminding me a lot of like Vonnegut, Huxley, Orwell, Harlan like Ellison, masturbators and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dystopian. That looked like a sweet machine, though. <laughs> Wait, there was a masturbator machine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. When uh, THX was uh, after he got home from work that one day, 
mm-hmm. where there was an explosion in one of the next door manufacturing right. things. Uh-huh. He was watching that 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 uh, black woman dance oh, and yeah. gyrate, and they use it a little sucker machine. Right, but like, if they're taking drugs to make them not want to have sex, then why do they need to jerk off? I guess if it's, I mean, it's probably just not totally. Because you can't totally satisfy right. that urge with drugs, right? That's sort right. of what that's well, sort of what this movie is about: is that you can't use drugs or control to completely satisfy the human psyche, right? right. Yeah, people want people want freedom, mm-hmm. but freedom isn't free. That's true. Okay, so you have the surveillance. Free isn't free. The surveillance state. Yeah. Like everyone's constantly under surveillance. They're like nobody's watching. So this is this like fuck. This is like a high tech police state. Where everything is, everything's marketing and just everyone's controlled via via marketing and TV and drugs. So it's it's just it's just like a mix of dystopias. Like it's mm-hmm. it's almost like a mix. It's like 1984 meets O-M-M. Brave New World, and mm. except Brave New World is like a fun um, dystopia. Right. Dystopia this is not a laid. fun dystopia. This is not fun. Nobody's getting laid. Nobody's having a good time. <laughs> And there's the yeah, the robot confessional booth that was just the work is the work is dangerous. Of, Nobody's getting laid. We the, are not having a good. We are straight up not having no. a good time. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the worst of 1984 and Brave New World. Yeah, put together. So this is like a, the ultimate dystopia. This is as bad as it gets. Yeah, doesn't get worse. And AI is technically in control, right? So I, what's the what do you think the deal with the THX? His name meaning sex. Like I think the main idea is is, is sex is a is a natural impulse. It's what makes most things happen. Breeding. I don't think well, it can be deprogrammed. It can't be. Out of that's I think the, a lot of the point of the film. That's like you're, you can equate our urge to freedom to sex and him just trying to bust out of this totalitarian jail to bust that he lives out. in to bust it's a bust. Yeah, bust to bust. Oh, they to did bust. bust. Yeah, the guys. Oh, dude, like when the hologram dude when he fucking ran into that pillar because he didn't know how to drive. Uh You know, it just vomited. Was that guy really a hologram? I don't know. I I I think he wasn't. He's just fucking crazy. It's been too long since I've seen it. Missing pieces of the black guy, the one black guy. And there's only one black guy at the end. He's like they they find him. They find find him him at the end. He's like he's like he's like. The exits out there. They're like, we just came from there. He's like, no, nah, man. No, you... look closer. Well, he's like, he's like cool. And he like knows everything. He's yeah. Like, he's like, no, nah, man. He's got. To... Well, he's he was a program of some kind, mm-hmm. but he was. Uh, he manifested physically. Well, somehow. he claimed to be a hologram. It wasn't right. You don't it know that though. Well, he could have just know. been crazy. But if he was, mm-hmm. I mean, assuming he was, that's interesting because there was a, because the the program was rebelling too, right? Or mm-hmm. was, it wasn't just another. I think he was just fucking crazy. Well, okay, yeah. but let's say that he wasn't, and it. it he was saying that he was a program that was rebelling. Do we think that he was a program that was rebelling, or do we think that he was um, another, or just another part of the state? Because he kind of did help him escape. Because I mean, he, he could. I assumed first I was like, okay, this is probably just somebody who works for the state. That's how I kind of thought too. Maybe, but it seems but like they you know, all work for the state. Well, I know, but there's people. I mean, the, the state isn't the people in charge, mm-hmm. right? So there's, they watch police brutality porn. Right, that's uh, the... the right. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's where that sample's from. Okay. Well, what was the function of the police brutality porn? I can't remember who was watching it, but it was there. THX. THX was watching this it and getting... Well, that was afterwards. I just can't imagine why he would want to watch that. The um, drugs? The drugs they give him? Did they make him want to watch the police brutality porn? Yep. I think he just wants any sort of stimulation sort of, what, right. whatsoever. And this, well, this stimulation reinforces the uh, what the state wants. Mm-hmm. So, okay, makes sense, I guess. So there's no real distinction between 
capitalism or communism in this. It's just like this sort of. That's all gone. That's all gone the way it went. Both of those things. It has aspects of both. And like, I mean, there's still. People are. There's still money. There's still. People are still able to to purchase things. Right? That's true. Am I wrong? I can't. No, that's totally true because uh, Sen actually is like, well, I have all these. You know, I have my possessions and things like that, and you have your possessions and things like that. Like, after. Uh After. What's the weird thing about Sen? Sen was trying to. Uh, reprogram their like living situation so he could live with La, right? And he was just trying no, that, to no, so he so could live THX. with THX. Yeah. So th- so he could live with THX. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was it. I thought he was just trying but to. Isn't that how they like got caught in the first place because they were yeah. living together illegally? Okay. Well, no. Sen or uh, THX. THX uh, didn't take his drugs and he fucked up on the job. Right. And then they did right. a mind lock on him. On him. Yeah. And then. They were, I guess they found out he wasn't taking drugs. Mm-hmm. And then that's how he... But he, before that happened, he reported Sin for the reprogramming. So uh-huh. then they both ended up locked up together. Yeah. But Lo, Lo was the one who... She was not taking drugs first, right? Right. She stopped... And, and she, was she also coerced him into... So he could get horny. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she was trying to get plowed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So Sin... So you got Sin. You got the triangle. You got Sin. You got Love. You got THX. Okay. Not Love. Love. Mm-hmm. Now, in the very beginning of this movie, there's this lizard moth creature in the programming that only shows up for one scene, but it's very well done. It's this cute little anole, and they have, like, these bionic wings and these little uh, antenna on it, and it's very cute, and it sort of alludes to, like, what's going to happen in the future. I don't know. I like reptiles. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a little lizard in the system. And there's, uh, it's weird, there's a lot of, uh, also in this movie, similar to the B-Girls, there's a lot of strange, almost Asian-sounding thematical music going mm-hmm. on, you know, like a- ambient music. Yeah. Well, the music was cool. Oh, I remember the, like, the music. Mm-hmm. I thought it was nice. It was I cool. don't remember the music. It was very, it was like, it was very it was like ambulant ambient. and very sort of like, not strummy, but plucky. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, the robot god is unresponsive and uses stock affirmations to sedate the religious people. So, yeah, so he just has different affirmations. He just kind of launches out. They're non-specific to yeah. THX, which is kind of fun. The confession. Yeah, so let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about the, the mind lock. That was just a cool scene. So he's, he's mm-hmm. in, he's working right, he's got his head, just kind of falls forward on the glass, and they just lock his mind. But what he does, he fucks up while he's building, or whatever they're building. I don't remember what they were building. Well, they also weren't supposed to do the mind lock because someone like requested the mind lock, and they're like, "You do not have authorization to do a mind lock." Right. They did it anyways. Yeah. Right, because he was and then constructing. He dropped, and he like dropped the fucking radioactive. The core, the core thing, thing. Mm-hmm. the rod, and mm-hmm. then, but then he ended up they un, he unmind locked, and then they he, he saved it. Oh, okay. So I'm just trying to remember the situation that led to that, or exactly. So what makes you believe that he was, uh, maybe he was a well, drawing from his Maybe, drugs. maybe, yeah. Because he was obviously, like, in a weird state yeah, at that point. Yeah, because his respira- respiration was yeah. too rapid. And they that's how they, it. yeah, that's how they He had just deposited the violation, too, for Sen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that his oh. heart rate, you'd be distracted and his mm-hmm. heart rate would be higher. Also, the entire society had the look of, like, a circuit board. 
which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. Is like that's kind of like its function. It's just purely functional. It's completely disregarding for like human impulses or freedom. It's just the the idea is, is society's job is to just perform, and that's it. And obviously, this movie is saying that that won't work. Mm-hmm. That a kid just can't. But what right. is it's what's weird? What's with the impulse to even? Why do we? Why on one side of us do we have the impulse to control everything in society, and on the other side we have things that can't be controlled, and it's constantly. It's just you know this movie is dealing with that, but like. Yeah. What the fuck? It's weird. I mean, there's got to be people above ground. Yeah. This can't be an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. But it was like Logan's Run in that, like, there was a whole other society. There was, I mean, they were just locked in one society. They didn't know anything about outside. They only knew what they were told. Yeah. So we can assume that, like, I don't know. I He'd don't... only read about the sun. He'd never seen it right. before. Yeah, so it was very much like, a, it reminded me of Harlan Ellison in that, like, or almost in, like, I Have No Mouth and I'm a scream where it's just like there's a t- it's like what it seems like what's really controlling everything is the is the technology itself or they're all if there are people there's like people who are in service of the technology and it's just even the kids game sort of uh, illustrates that fact too with their matrix mm-hmm. that matrix game where the kids are like where they change like positions with their arms out, and mm-hmm. there's like one or two like free radical children, you know, right. running. Do we know anything between. about the system of government and like who's in control and exactly how they're running? No idea. Like, no idea. It just seems like this, like maybe like I, I, I was thinking there's like a hyper capitalism quality because of all the advertisements and like the fact that there is even an economy in a place like this is weird because how do you get it to function? You have to. I mean, how do you get people to buy things when there's basically no they call them credits, credits, right? Credits, right? Right, and they the system only allotted like some number of credits to go find THX. When so who's in control? Is it like just like hyper wealthy people who are just trying to get people to generate things for? Maybe them? this could only be one state in the world too. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like oh, these are the you know the 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 cyborg the human the, farming you mm-hmm. know AI capitalists you right. know okay yeah. you know but we don't know that yeah a it lot could just be one state right. in a super advanced civilization yeah. yeah so much of it's behind the scenes and mm-hmm. just not explicitly said but there's like there's like a Clockwork Orange kind of mind treatment sequence I don't exactly remember what the sequence was now though. Oh, they were prodding them. They were prodding them. The FBI need to learn something from these fucking droids, I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, the 5528, and they touch him, like, right up here above the shoulder. Uh So they're just torturing him? Yeah, essentially, and they turn him into, like, muck. I'm just trying to remember why I thought it was, like, a clockwork orange other than he's being tortured. Was there, like, some sort of a version of There's a lot of white. Well, it seemed like they were conditioning him (laughs) Okay, to to be complacent with the droids. It seemed like to take him, conditioning him to actually do take certain positions mm-hmm. on their commands and there's the one scene where they're like they're just there's like they're talking you don't see them but you see a video image of him mm-hmm. and there's people talking he's like oh i don't know about this the mark 8 board is it like the mark 7 board mm-hmm. and he's like yeah you just gotta do like this and he's like fucking up and he's like don't don't go over 4.7 and they're like the each time he like he's presses, like, a, crutching, okay. he, like, presses a button he's like altering parameters uh-huh. and then he's just on THX is on the ground. He's like, ah, like this. And then he's like, oh, don't do this. And he like relaxes. And he's like, ah, like this. And he does mm-hmm. this. Okay. So it seemed like they conditioned him to right do some have physical responses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's, yeah, so this psychological conditioning, so, yeah. which which in Cockroach is a little different because they were doing aversion therapy. They were just associating yeah 
you're associating violence and sex with with pain. So when he saw those things, he would then associate with pain. This is a little different, but mm-hmm. remind me of it to some degree, I guess. So what is this shell dweller thing? Wait, so they're like the people that live that like the they live on like the outside. the outskirts of the the society, yeah, not, but not outside. The shell not dwellers outside. are like behind those like those bark tunnels on yeah. the outsides. I remember seeing a few of those guys. Okay, so you have shell dwellers. Why wouldn't they just go outside? They're so close, and they're already like not directly. Seem like they're all midgets. They're all midgets. Okay, so they were genetically deformed, yeah. right? So are these? So are we to believe that the people within the society are all genetically manipulated? Maybe. Or maybe the surface dwellers Probably. are exposed to more radiation, right? Because there's radiation. We can assume that this is post some sort of nuclear attack, or maybe mm-hmm. it's even explicitly stated at some point. I don't remember. I don't think that's ever explicitly well, stated. Well, it seems because there is an issue of radiation, is there not? They not yeah, that's because that? they were working with radiation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's where it was then. Okay, so there's the man who tried to steal and three. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, so the. There was the, a the, rape scene, though, so, with. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the clothes do. The shirt, the top does come off right. first, but you don't ever see that. Part okay. because it's behind that bunk bed so who gets raped? in the white space. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, law. It's not law, is it? I don't even know what I'm going to be talking about. The the scene, the guy who stomps the android, right? Right before that, he like rapes a woman behind mm-hmm. a bed. No, no, no. That wasn't a woman. That was a guy. Oh, was it? And he doesn't rape him because he brings him behind the bed, and then the guy like freaks out. Oh, but was he, he attempting to rape him? Yeah, it was, it was attempted, okay. but he was, like, trying to be quiet about it. And then oh, the, guy, the guy's, like, sort of catatonic, and then it just was, just, like, stands up, starts screaming. Mm-hmm. But, like, in this weird catatonic, I thought that was... kind of way. And the guy just walks away, he's like, oh, okay, and just, like, walks Sorry away. Sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. Never mind. Never mind. No, one, no one's, like, really paying attention, right. you know? So because it's one of Are all the people in the prison, are, we, are they, like, dissidents, or... Because why is well sends there because of THX, what he said he was doing and he was basically hacking. That's why he's in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why is THX and THX is in trouble because he's not taking his meds. He wasn't correct? taking his drugs. Yes. Wasn't taking his drugs. Criminal drug evasion. His crazy fucker was having and sex also, with his wife. Uh, yeah, he was uh, a, a sexual perversions criminal. Sex criminal sex. Cheaper <laughs> oh, jeepers. Okay. Okay, so, so who, somebody tries to trick eleven thirty eight into staying in the little prison because they all end up in that prison that just like which is just a couple of benches essentially. Mm-hmm. Someone tries to trick him by saying that Law is coming, but probably Law's never coming. Oh, that was um, that was Sen. Sen, Sen, Sen when they were leaving. Yeah. Oh, so Sen didn't want him to leave. Yeah. But then Sen ends up leaving with him anyway. Yeah. So what's I'm not sure what Sen's deal is. He's just he well he's, you know he just wants out. Wanted out, but then he's like, got afraid. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. you shouldn't go. Right. I was gonna come here. You know, my right. wife was fine before I started getting all rowdy. Right. What? Remember, he prayed to the the caster, the Che Guevara figure, and he oh, was right. like, "Oh, I want to go back, but I can't now." Blah blah blah. What was he saying? Like, I want to help, but yeah, I don't know how or something. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. help. So I have to find out how. Like he like genuinely because he was going on those yeah he's going on those diatribes seemed like he genuinely right he cared about the situation of man I think but I think he was it was just too far gone and yeah the 
But he's all—I mean—he's called sin for sin. Mm-hmm. So what are we to say? Like his only his his only sin that he's wants to get out of the society, or is his sin that he's goes about it in a way that's just completely? Well, he never really or... hurt anyone. Right. He manipulated. Okay, so he manipulated the computer program so that he could get linked up with uh thx for mm-hmm. what reason we don't really know see i misinterpreted that entirely mm-hmm. i thought what he said was i thought he was trying to say like i thought he was trying to do like a wife swap swap scenario where he's like you i'm gonna i just reassign love maybe to me so you can no, no, no. fuck my maybe wife you wanted fine. to fuck thx or maybe it was that i just it sounds like i just didn't hear it right okay but he sort of had this sort of rebel air about him yeah he the definitely entire did time and thx mm-hmm. just seemed like kind of like the typical like uh what was the guy 1984 winston smith kind of guy he's just doesn't you know he's mm-hmm. he's kind of getting along okay but there's just something he's not overwhelmingly against the situation it just he kind of happens upon being a rebel hmm. and then there's what's the scorpion thing do you guys remember this yeah the little scorpion thing yeah he, sen witnesses this when he escapes uh-huh. and he was like well that's the way to true freedom down there in that mud pit because the robots aren't following me down there but he makes a conscious choice to turn back around and hang with the children uh-huh Okay. So it's like, uh, well, his true freedom, right. you know, he intellectually and morally, he gave up. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it'd be easier to not do that. So what was the scorpion, though? I just can't remember. It was just some weird metamorph thing, a creature uh-huh. that lived uh-huh. in the muck. Okay. So was these one of these, like, CGI creatures in the director's cut? Were they? Yeah. Because the CGI looked cool. I mean, it looked very good. I don't know. I, I just don't... I should have looked up, like, what these scenes originally looked like without the... Uh, we yeah. tried finding the old version. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, and uh, we tried unsuccessfully, but we right. didn't try very hard. Wow. It ended up looking cool. And there were also like mm-hmm. dogs chasing them and things like that, right? So what are uh, we to assume that these beings are? Are they, are they, they holograms? Don't... Are they... I don't remember dogs. Yeah, there weren't any dogs. Creatures. I don't like know the monkeys dogs. The they're something. the monkey monkeys? things, which, okay. the, which I think are the, the shell, shell dwellers. Yeah, the shell dwellers. Ah, okay. okay. So they're like mutated. They look like right. homunculi. Okay. Right, okay. Homunculus. Okay. Well, wingless homunculi, so I don't know what right. that would be. Okay. So there's that. Right. Okay. So what about this fetus? I think homunculi have roommate thing? I thought they flew. Homunculi are like the sort of like this fabled thing that you could have even half monkey. Or like, yeah. No, yeah. well, maybe I'm thinking of something different, no, but it's like the. You create like a little living being, uh-huh. some like weird alchemical sort yeah, of thing. I, yeah. You just like throw some ingredients together and let it sit, and there's like a weird little being. That mm-hmm. gets it's a lot like the Jewish thing, the uh, golem. golem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was hold on, what was the uh, what is this the thing with a fetus? I just wrote it down in my notes, and because we well her name, I, so they found out that uh, T H X and the hologram found out that um. La was dead, uh-huh. and that her name had been reassigned to a fetus. Oh, okay. She's been like two weeks since I've seen it, so I just... So Which much. leads us to believe that there is a static amount of people that the yeah. AI keeps around. Okay, so there's a constant yeah. number. So once somebody dies, they allow a fetus to be born. They allow a baby to be born. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Okay. Okay, so there's when he so when he escapes, are there people, other people out there who have escaped? He does escape, right? He does. He does. Out. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's and it. And that's where. And then, so we don't know what's out there. He just stands there for a while, and the credits roll. Okay. Um, 
Now, you could argue, like, when him and, uh, I don't know what the, the sentient hologram thing, I don't remember what his name was, with the person who thinks he's a hologram, um, when they escape and there's that busy, busy room right after the, the white containment zone, Uh are those all lost, like, souls, or those... They could just be, yeah, fucked up people. They like all, all fucked up from like weird state condi- conditioning. And they're like, like, yeah, they're we like, don't care about that study group anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just like let them run around in this room. Hmm. You know, this movie seemed like an extension of another George Lucas uh, short film. Like a while ago on the Sci-Fi Channel, like when I was a kid, they would had they had these they had like a George Lucas short film show, but it would be short films about George Lucas and uh, some of them were by him. There were a lot of them. One was like George Lucas in love. That was really good. It was like him in college, and like he falls in love with a. It's basically like he's. It's his. This the, the, there's like a Han Solo like roommate character he has, or Obi, an Obi Wan like stoner character, who's like giving him help talking about the Force, and he's just like it's really showing how he got all the ideas, but it's totally fictionalized. And he falls in love with a girl who has like the buns on her head, and at the end he finds out he has a sister, and it's her. Like and then <laughs> so it's alleged that but it was just a cute short movie. But the one George Lucas made that I saw was called Fry Height. It was basically just a guy in a suit running away from guns, but running for his freedom, mm. and apparently from some dystopian society. But it seems like it was like a super rudimentary version of this. Well, there was the THX. That sounds just like the the THX well, short story. That was his, that would have been his, uh, his another short film he did was the THX short film. It's similar and but it's the same thing. Same it's just someone premise. running down. Yeah, it's just someone running down a hallway. Mm-hmm. So he's just expanding upon the procedure. Fry height, he did that, and that beca- then he did THX. Oh, okay. And THX became THX 1138. Right. Became this. Okay, so that makes sense. It's an interesting progression, but then he does Star Wars. What? Right. I don't know. Right. How do you go from making some heady, like, adult film like this into, like, making Star Wars? Star Wars, which is, like, cutesy, kind of kid. It's like, mean, like Warner Brothers was like, we need you to make a family-friendly sci-fi trilogy. I mean, you know... And, it is that, but I mean, Star Wars is good. It's just so far away from this. It's just right. Like, this is so kind of edgy. This delves and, into AI and a bunch yeah. of other stuff. It's very clever, and it's like we said earlier, it's not just like your typical dystopian story. Right. The nuns look like fucking Nazgul. I don't know what that even is. Explain. The, uh, the nun, the nun characters mm-hmm. who like worship the Shay God. Mm-hmm. They're so they look like the Nazgul from the Lords of the Rings movies. Uh, okay. They're like gray, completely gray robes, you uh-huh. know, skeletal figures. So the monkey creatures, oh, they, the shell dwellers, the monkey creatures, they were CGI'd, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know how they would have done that originally. Oh, so the climbing scene was almost exactly like the climbing scene they did in Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh, it was like that's shot true. the same way. It was like, you know, this is shot when they just shoot them basically crawling across the floor, but they angle it so it looks mm-hmm. like they're climbing upward. There was just so much in this film that was like directly referenced in Beyond the Black Rainbow. Mm. You know, beautifully done, but like I just it had seeing Beyond the Black Rainbow and not having seen this, I feel like there's it, there's like a discontinuity there if you haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. So you should probably see this if you're gonna haven't seen Black Rainbow Beyond the Black Rainbow, you should probably see this first. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like it touches on a lot of the same ideas. It just kind of draws it in some different directions. It kind of minimalizes it to one person. So it's like Beyond Black Rainbow is like a totalitarian dystopia for one person. Yeah. Which makes sense because, like, in the way, I mean, obviously, if it's referencing McLuhan at all, there's, like, the idea that you become, like, this, you know, you have this internal 
imaginary world informed by media. And so I think, you know, it makes sense that it would be individualized in that way. Whereas in this film, it's, uh, there's a whole It's population. a social thing. Yeah. So I think it's like almost like these movies are telling the same story. And they even ways. end in a weird car chase thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, Beyond the Black Rainbow has all those deliberate, uh, or deliberate, what do you call it? Not nostalgia, but when Nods. you're doing something to, 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 so it looks like the past. But Homage? Well, I, yeah, but what, it's like when you're, because like the car scene. Like, Anachronism? It, it was obviously. Retro? It's retro, yeah. It was obviously retro to the point where like, I mean, it looked, like, there were scenes where like they, it was obvious that he wasn't really driving, but they could have just, they could, they could have not done it that way, but they did it deliberately, like in Beyond the Black Rainbow. Obviously, this film didn't have that, but and in fact, I don't know. A lot of films don't have that. Throwback. Beyond the Black Rainbow is kind of original in that way. What's that? Well, yeah, it's a throwback. It's retro, but it's like it's deliberately using antiquated methods, right? Mm. I think homage is right. Yeah, okay, homage is right. So is retro. I mean, all these words are right. It just seems like there should be a word that's directly in a film. When you use old technology as an homage, what that a word for that? But I, I can't really think of what it might be. But mm. but but Beyond the Black Rainbow did that, and it was very noticeable and very cool the way they did. It was just like they made it look like Knight Rider. They had him when he's driving it. You could tell it was a screen behind him. Well, I'm gonna make up a word right now. I call it retrochronism. Retro, what? Re- retro, as in retro, and then chrono as in time. time. But it wouldn't be so an ism. Retrochronism. Because yeah, it's not? a task. It's a verb. Is something you're doing to the movie. No, it'd be like anachronism. Which Retro, what, right. Retrochronism. Retrochronism. Okay, that works. Yeah. Okay. So the ending scene. So he's silhouetted by the sun. That's just a nice scene. I don't know if we can... You can really unpack that or anything. It's just like, he's free. This is the sun. It's a nice silhouette. Yeah. It's free. Is the sun going down? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't that be super scary, though? Yeah, right, your first, first nighttime. Night. Like, oh shit! I didn't know it goes away. Oh, this is fucking amazing. It's like I broke the sun. Oh fuck! It's cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that did look like a very freeing scene, though. Uh-huh. It was cool, man. It was I have movie. it's sunburn time in my oh, notes. Gee. He's super pale, obviously, because he's been on the ground forever. But and he's bald. That's not gonna help. Mm-mm. Yeah, but it was a lot like Logan's Run. It was a lot like 1984, Brave New World. It just was all of these things kind of packed together. I don't know, when was Logan's Run made? Because it's so similar in plot, just in the fact that he's running. But I feel like there was later 70s. 76. 76. So it's almost like Logan's Run was like, they were like, how can we make this marketable for like a mass, for the public? And they kind of maybe took the plot of THX and kind of made it schnazzier and campier and which, like, compared to Logan's Run, this film is incredibly mature. THX 1138. Like, Logan's Run is not like that at all. No. And Logan's Run is just, it's just it's just silly in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like carousel and things. It's the same idea that the population control and yeah. and there's outer city dwellers and stuff. and Yeah. I don't know. Logan's Run would have been a good 70s sci-fi film to choose because despite it's being campy, I still think it's a super fun mm. movie to watch, but... Yeah, but THX 1138, I can see why it didn't do super well. I mean, it's just too heady and mature. It's kind of like a Tarkovsky movie. It's like Solaris or something. It has that sort of the, the cryptic and uh, dense sort of 
film, which is weird to call a film dense, but I think this is kind of dense. Mm. There's so much subtext in every single scene. Right. But it was good. It was beautiful. I just can't yeah. really figure out how... I mean, well, it does make sense if you go THX 1138 American Graffiti Star Wars, because American... Is, have you guys ever seen American Graffiti? No. Mm-mm. American Graffiti is just a, a 50s throwback movie about a bunch of kids, made in 1973, two years after this movie, about a bunch of kids, like, partying on Friday night. Richie Cunningham, or, I mean, obviously, uh, Ron, what is, what's his name? Uh, Reiner? Rob Reiner? No, he's not a Reiner. Ron Howard. Sorry, Ron Howard is is the main character, and it's just like, there's like a Fonzie-like character, and it's just like a bunch of kids having fun, and it's so super the opposite of THX 1138. Mm. Just in tone and text and the amount of money it took to produce it because it looks much nicer but it's also george lucas so in that way i could see how he's getting more family friendly as time goes on maybe maybe that's a deli- cost 100 no it made 140 million so it did much better but i could see how he may he might have made a conscious choice to make more profitable films for himself or maybe this is just where he wanted to go or maybe he made a dystopian film because you, it, you can kind of go cheap because all you need is white rooms i mean that whole movie could have been filmed in three rooms and they just keep Filming because he's running through white. And it was it was ahead of its time. This was not a marketable, intelligent right. idea for the seventies. No, for the early seventies, I mean, like, no way. Same thing with like two thousand one Space Odyssey. It didn't do terribly well when it came out, but there were like a cult of people who thought it was amazing, and then eventually it just became this whole huge thing. But I don't know. I still think I don't. Know, it seems like THX eleven thirty eight should be more popular. It should. I should have seen it already mm-hmm. should have heard more about totally. it i mean i was aware of its existence and i've seen it all throughout my life but i've never took the time to watch it partially because i'm like well if george lucas made it and nobody's talking about it what the fuck like mm-hmm. he's like when's he ever made a movie that wasn't like huge but this movie would be that movie and it was very good mm-hmm. i don't know what to say about it other than it was just fucking great mm-hmm. it's great it was beautifully shot it just looked cool just the white just the like that sterile white room look to the whole everything movie. Was so, so very soulless yeah just completely sterile just mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm. soulless and just the way they use media like the, the everything's porn essentially you know everyone like or, like now you have every there's a porn of everything beyond sex like there's like earth porn people look at things like that just the idea that you just look at things that are just kind of gratuitously engaging right you know there's no plot there's no story to it it's just there like right this dirt is great. Go earth porn. Oh, <laughs> it's like an I heart Huckabee. It's like that scene where they rub mud on each other. <laughs> I'm, subscri- I'm subscribed to that subreddit. Earth porn? It's mm-hmm. sweet. Oh, it's excellent. It might have not even been the best example because, I mean, earth porn is cool because it's fucking the majesty of Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And, fucking face. and there was none of that in this no, movie. No, there was none. Except the, the lizard moth. Lizard moth? Mm-hmm. There was a lizard moth. That's pretty cool. But yeah, a Roseanne. <laughs> but I think that covers it for this week's two movies. There are two movies. movies. One, not so good. One, <laughs> pretty good. One, one, Hello. Oh, great. So yeah. So do we know what our next two movies are going to be for 70s sci-fi? I'm <clears throat> this podcast will self-destruct in <laughs> T-minus Westworld. 10 minutes. Westworld, great choice. Oh, yeah. really? Andy, do you have a pick yet? What did I say I was going to do? I don't know. Logan's Run you mentioned, but you didn't say you were going to do no. it. No. There was another one. 
Fantastic Planet. There was Fantastic Planet, and I think I picked that one, but then I think there was another one I mentioned, and I need to think about it. Okay. Well, uh, wait, you don't you don't remember? No. Did I mention? Oh, Zardos. Zardos. Okay. I haven't decided yet. I'll probably okay. do Zardos. Okay. So it's either gonna be Zardos or Fantastic Planet. Yeah. Basically, and definitely Westworld. Which is, that should be sweet. I've never actually seen nope. Westworld. I haven't seen it I've either. never seen Zardoz either. Zardoz is cool. Okay. Zardoz seems like it's like a campy... Well, I mean, just from the cover of it. It's just, it's just fucking Sean Connery in a jockstrap. Yeah. Just like, look at my thighs. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I don't remember it being that campy. I'm, 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 some I'm, weird scenes in I find it hard to believe that Zardos wouldn't be completely <laughs> campy, but I don't think so. I think we'll it was kind of. Well, this is what I'm thinking of when I think of Zardos. This picture. I know the picture you're talking about. This is Zardos. I know the picture. That's Sean Connery. That's Sean. That's Connery. A, that is. That'd be a great. That's a great movie poster. It, it is. That's the cover of the movie. Yeah. Well, not exactly that. But, oh, there we that's go. That's pretty sweet. This is just a picture of Zardos next to Princess Leia and her slave getup. And who's that? Catwoman? That's Catwoman for some reason. <laughs> Somebody's equating these three things. It's just like Catwoman. So Halle Berry's Catwoman, which is like a movie about Catwoman, but there's no Batman or it's not the same anything. I don't, it's just nothing. It's a big pile of nothing. Okay, so yeah, signing off. All right. Signing off. Peace. Hello. Hello. Podcast will soft-dish drop. Hello. And five, four...